Welcome to Beyond Body Mass, a podcast designed to create conversation about balancing career, fitness, travel, and living life to the fullest. We're your hosts, Virginia and Chris, and we're the owners of Body Mass Gym and Body Mass Composition Testing. We hope this podcast encourages you to step outside your comfort zone and start creating your ideal life. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Episode 18 of Beyond Body Mass. So this week, Chris and I are going to talk a little bit more about kind of the business and entrepreneurship side. Last week, we told you a little bit more about our vacation to Michigan, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But we want to still make sure that this podcast includes a good amount of business stuff as well. So um, if you guys are new listeners or familiar with us, uh, Chris and I opened Body Mass Gym, our first location in Arlington, about four and a half years ago. And then we just celebrated the two-year anniversary of our DC gym. So, um, And composition testing. And two years of composition testing. So it's, it's been fun. You know, growth has kind of been put on hold a little bit for 2020. Um, but that's okay. You know, this year's a hot mess with everything. We'll take just keeping it going. Yeah, just keep it going. And we still that's got success. a solid business base right Sometimes. now. So we're all right. Yeah. Sometimes. For right now it is. Um but yeah, so what we're going to do is do a little bit more of kind of that interview Q&A style. Um, we got some good feedback when we did those questions about each other. Um, people kind of liked that Q&A format. So what we're going to do is we're both going to address the same question, but Chris will answer it with his answer and I'll answer it with mine. So it's a little bit more about like kind of the entrepreneurship stuff. Not so hard hitting as you love to eat ice cream. Yeah, but that's really important information that people need it's to very learn. Accurate, very accurate information. Yeah. Also, unrelated side note, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, they put a Jenny's ice cream right across the street from Vita, where Chris and I work out. And literally, like, so the whole windows on that one side of the wall is, um, it's all glass, like, floor ceiling glass windows, which is great. But literally, I sit there and I'm, like, working out, and you're on a machine, and you're just like, oh, there's a Jenny's ice cream right there. That looks delicious. So, yeah. Still no Thomas Sweets. That's true, but I'm not upset about it. <laughs> That's what I would want. If I had a sponsor, I'd want it to be Thomas Sweets. I don't think they sponsor it. I don't think they do either. They have <laughs> credit cards. Yeah, if you guys have ever been to Thomas Sweets, ice cream is delicious. The customer service is very subpar. <laughs> they yell at the you. Ice, the ice cream makes up for it, though. It totally does. Yeah, they yell at you if you're not ready to order. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Anyways. We digress about ice cream, but today's question is about business. Um, So we're each going to answer three different questions. So the first question is now, you know, four and a half years into entrepreneurship, looking back at when we started, if there was one thing that you didn't do at the start that now knowing what you know in the last four and a half years, what would you have done that we didn't do from the start? The second question is what's something that you did at the start or that we did at the start that now looking back on it, you're like, well, that was silly. Um, and then the third question is kind of what was a lesson learned that you weren't expecting when you got into business? So kind of what's something that's happened, evolved over four and a half years, good or bad that you just weren't expecting. Yeah. You want to elaborate on those at all or you want to just kind of jump right into them? Let's jump right into, into them and then we can kind of, expand on it. I think it'll help expand on it as we go. That's true. 
All right, so Chris, what is the one thing that we did or that you did at the start of opening Body Mass that now looking back on it, you know, four and a half years later, several years later, that you thought was just unnecessary that we didn't need to do? I think like the stuff that you get so concerned about or you think is going to make or break your brand is like stuff like logos, like what color are you gonna paint the gym, like all the aesthetic stuff. Not that we like, oh, not that we over worried about it, but we put a lot of like energy into it. And then fought like into your, like into your designer and all that stuff. Yeah. And then like within three years, we all, we want, we want to change, we want to change it all. And, you know, our initial concept was pretty close to what we do now, but it's, but it's different enough that we want the gym to, to look different in order to reflect the, the product. Yes. So I think, and this is something I think you see with every like entrepreneur, especially like fitness people as you were so much about, well, what's my logo look like? It's like uh, the details. Yeah. They're important details. Yeah. But... It's not stuff to ignore by, right. by any means. But that's just your first thought. Yeah. And one of my clients, as we were like training, had like a really good, really good input on it. We were like talking about branding and he said, I hate the word branding. And I said, why? And he said, because everyone thinks it's the image that you're projecting out to people about your business, which I think it partially is, but more importantly, it's what, how do your customers view you and your business? Mm -hmm. And I think we get so caught up and I think it's a reflection of society of like, and especially fitness in general is like, what's your brand? Like individual have brand, everyone has a brand now, and your brand is what you think you are going yes. to portray, but it's that might not actually be it what might it not is. actually be how your customers are, are receiving yeah. you. And I and that's like always held true to me after you said that. I was like, that makes total sense. Is like just worry about what what you're doing for your customers, and your brand's going to take care of yourself. As much as you want that to be reflected in like your marketing, your logo, your space, it, it none of that really matters if you don't have the product behind it. And you should just, I'll answer this more in my second question, but you should spend more time worrying about your product and your customer service and all that type of stuff than what your logo looks like and what your space looks like. Like you could have the crap, not crappiest space, but you have a pretty minimalist space and just have custom, fantastic customer service and training and you'll be viewed as a luxury product versus like building out a fancy gym or having a cool logo and all this motto and stuff. Yeah. And then people come and the product doesn't match the, match the branding that you did. So to me, like... I'm sure like social media comes in to play a lot with that, especially just now, I think... Social media wasn't even as big as what it is now when we first started, but it's kind of like you want to put a lot of people think that what their image is out there, especially on social media, is the product. But what you're saying is really the product is the service that you're providing and then the, the brand evolves based off of that versus people putting a image with what they think their product is. Yeah, Andrew, yeah Andrew product evolves over time, what we are now. Right four and a half years later is not what we what we thought it was going to be. 
So at the beginning to put all and it's that, adjusted a lot. It's adjusted a lot. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, our you know things like our logo and our space and all that stuff have have kind of matched what we do. But I've realized like that could have easily not been the case, mm-hmm. and we would have spent like a lot of time and energy doing it. And like you said, I think it's it's a byproduct of social media where everything looks perfect all the time. Right. And And you think that you have to have a perfect image before anything else. And then you like, it's like anything else you go in like a restaurant looks, food looks way better when it's photographed and you go into it and it definitely doesn't look like that. It, it doesn't mean that it's not a good restaurant, but it's not what it's portrayed online. So I, I don't know. To me, that's like the one thing that I think people worry so much about and sometimes that can be a barrier to entry for people. Like, don't let that be a barrier to entry for you. Like, just get in and create the product you want, and then that stuff will kind of form as you go. Yeah. How about you? I think, well, so I want to okay. ask a question about that first, actually. So the other day, this was the first time I've ever gotten this question in four and a half years. I was wearing a body mask shirt that just had, like, you know, the red hexagon logo on it. So when I was working at Avita and the guy working at the front desk, he said, oh, what brand is that shirt? And then I said, oh, my husband and I own a gym. It's, um, you know, it's our, it's the body mass logo. And he's like, oh, like, I thought that was just like a logo for a brand itself. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, no, I don't think anybody's ever said like, yeah. oh, I like your logo. Like, it looks like a cool logo. What brand is that? And I just thought that was kind of neat. But I've had people ask me this before. And so I don't know if you want to kind of tell the story of, how did we create the logo and pick our colors? Do you want to tell a story or you want me to? Because I know I don't, what happened. I mean, I, re- I remember how we, the logo got chosen. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the colors, though. So there was a girl who I used to train uh, back at Sports Club LA. Her name was Geraldine. And I'd stopped training her for a while. She just kind of fell out of training. But she is an interior designer and a graphic designer. And so when we wanted to open a gym, I just had reached out to her and I said, hey, you know, we're thinking of doing this. Do you mind helping us? And she's like, oh, sure. And then she just literally rolled in one day and just like had created it. And there was an orange version with the letters that were more like bubbly that said body mass gym. And it was like, instead of it being a hexagon, it was a circle, but it had like the hexagon man in it and it was orange. And then she did the one that it is currently that's red and it has like the hexagon man in it and it was like written in blockier letters. And we were just like, oh, we like the red one. And like yeah, that's how yeah. it was. But she, do you remember she was like, I mean, this is what goes into a designer's mind and clearly Chris and I are not designers. So we're not thinking about this. But she goes, oh, well, I really like this because she goes, it looks like a molecule. She calls it the molecule man, remember? Yeah. And she was like, it looks like a molecule, so it really kind of signifies more of this like scientific approach, which is what you guys want. It's not just uh, you know a workout, but it's what's the science behind it. And so to her, looking at the shape, it almost looked like when you're looking at like um, chemistry. like chemistry, like yeah. atoms and molecules and whatever. So she was like, called it the molecule man, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it has nothing to do with us or what we wanted. She just literally showed us two options and we're like... Well, and the white guy looks like he's like a big muscular bodybuilder built out of the molecules. You mean the, the center? The he's center. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like kind he of looks blend, like he has like a physique A blend shape. between science and yeah. strength, I guess. Yeah, so we've but like... And the name just came from one of my clients 
who's also from Massachusetts. Yeah, I think we said this in one episode, but I'm not sure. But Rob, he came in one day, and when he knew I wanted to start something, he came in and literally said, you're going to call it Body Mass. Same thing. It's got the Massachusetts connection. And then he said, you're, like, always trying to, like, improve your, your, body, your body mass. So it kind of tied our, where we're from. Yeah, it's a play on words, and yeah. I think most people don't know that. They just assume, like, body mass. Like, I'm trying to improve my body mass composition. Yeah, you wanted the, the B to be, like, the Boston Red, Red Sox, Sox yeah. That was a little too much for us, I yeah. think. Well, <laughs> and we probably got sued, so. But, yeah, that, so, it like, our logo, like... It wasn't like a ton of time and energy came. No, she just showed, showed up, up and was like, do you like this or this? And I was like, oh, cool. That. Yeah, the name came from like a play on Massachusetts. And then the logo came off that. So it yeah. wasn't like we really created... put a lot of effort into yeah. it. So, yeah. And I just always think that's an interesting story that people don't really know. Yeah, I just wouldn't let it become a, a barrier to what you do or spend this as much time and energy and money. Especially because you know it's Like, so change. many people that we know that are trying to start something, like, oh, I can't start until, like, I'm getting my logo. I'm getting, like, I'm using these design yeah. people to get my logo. And they just don't ever really create the business. Right, right. They get they too just, caught up in the details. They get caught up in the logo. Like, yeah. I think, I think, you know, we started with a secondhand space. The logo was, was just kind of off a of play Good on text, words. Yeah. And someone came up with it. And it's worked. So yeah. I, I just think, just start and worry about that stuff later. Yeah, I think my answer to that question is similar to yours, but just from a different perspective of not getting too caught up in the details. Um, the one mistake that, looking back on it, we made. So when Chris and I started Body Mass, we didn't have any investors. We didn't have any kind of upfront money other than like, literally what we had from our savings account you know we talked about this on episodes before but it's like all of the the money which wasn't a lot that went into body mass at the start was money from ourselves so we didn't have a lot of money for these erroneous expenses we didn't have this whole like um you know pnl built out and how much money is allocated to different aspects of the business um and one mistake that i made getting started i think i may have referenced this before but i just like always look back on it is um, getting suckered into spending money on something that I thought would be a good investment for business growth, and it really wasn't. Um, and that was, for this instance, was Yelp advertisements. Is like, I had had, and I still use Yelp a fair amount, and so I was like, oh, you can do advertisements on Yelp. And when you start a business, you get inundated with these phone calls from everybody and their mother um, about, you know, selling you different, a bunch of different things. Um, but there was one from Yelp and they're pretty relentless with their salespeople. And I was like, yeah, I like Yelp. That's a good idea. We can do this. And we didn't have budgets in general, but we didn't have a budget for, no, for definitely, marketing. Definitely not. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a good idea. Like this will create so much business and we'll get all these people coming in and blah, blah, blah. So you sign a contract and it's like a 12-month contract and there's kind of like, you know, it's like everything. There's the middle tier and the more expensive tier and the less expensive tier. And they're like, oh, don't worry. You can go up and down between these tiers as much as you need to throughout the 12 months. And that became the biggest waste of money was spending money on Yelp advertising because it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars that we didn't have and it really did not turn out any type of 
um, membership base. Like, there's just so many people that are advertising on Yelp that your your business just gets lost yeah, in the it's, shuffle. It almost they make it feel like like very exclusive. Well, they're well, and like they're almost like make it feel like they're the mafia and you have to do it, right? Or you are never gonna appear on, on online. Yelp. Like you have to do Yelp. And if you don't do Yelp, all your customer, all your competitors are just gonna, gonna gobble up the market, and, yeah. you, have, and you have no shot. And, I, and I, when you're starting out, you, that's scary to you. It's like yes, yes. I I'm think that's a, be, you, you do it out gonna, of fear. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's why they're like it. the mafia. Is like yeah. you feel like you have to do it, and if you don't do it, you're just gonna be, you know, left for so dead. So you don't have to do it. Yeah, you don't have. But maybe that's like. Would you say that's like the biggest thing you would tell people is like, but uh, the running theme I think for both of us is like, don't get lost in these details of how do you appear, right? Or, or market your I guess it's the marketing stuff. It was just funny and I think because it's committing to something long term is more of from my view is like don't commit financially to something long term when you really don't know. Yeah, so I think much, that's my moral. So much story. changes in your first couple of years or first couple of months that, yeah, what you thought you were doing or needed to do in month six is completely what, different than what you need to do in month 12 or month 18 and, and continue on forever. So until you're like confident in your plan of attack and you know you can afford it and you, and you know what you're all about, don't, don't waste time and money on that. And looking back now, after having hundreds and hundreds of members that have come through the doors of body mass, such a small percentage came from Yelp, yet such a big percentage overall, but obviously the first year of our quote unquote marketing dollars went to Yelp and uh, like just the return on yeah. it was terrible. And that's the thing, and like when we started, you felt like Yelp was the go-to place the, it, to learn it, about right. businesses. And now it's clear, mm-hmm. it's clearly not anymore, or not at least in like a really urban right. market. You don't see Yelp right. anymore. So why, yeah, don't be so quick. We were But if you quick. guys love body mass and want yeah, to leave us a talk. Yelp review, feel free. Feel free. <laughs> but but I mean, even now, like four and a half years later, you know, we've got like maybe thirty or so for the Arlington Gym reviews. I think, and like maybe like fifteen or so for the DC Gym. Um, we like, we really appreciate the reviews and I think they are helpful when people are searching for body mass now, but it took us having a membership base that built up and people organically deciding that they want to review body mass on there. Not, it wasn't the Yelp advertisements that like brought people in. It's like the organic evolution of reviews that people are looking at and reading. Yeah. You know? I feel I like know. Google and Yelp and all that Facebook reviews. It, you should just think of it as validation for your business. Like your customers are out mm-hmm. there putting their name on it and validating that it's a place they enjoy to go and spend yeah. and spend money. Don't look at it as it's a place that you need to go to market yourself. Yes. At least in the beginning. Like down the road, it can be a whole different story. But at the beginning, none of that matters. You should just be like grassroots guerrilla marketing like yeah any way you can for zero dollars to get in front of people like get in front Start of people that. free free classes free sessions partnerships referrals, yeah, referrals partnerships with business yeah like like uh tables at places and that's that's the way you do it is yeah. getting out in front of people not trying to th- compete dollar wise online so that's something that we had done 
um, you know, spent a little too much time and focus maybe on the branding and marketing and spent too much time on the advertising that now looking back on, we wish we hadn't done. So now let's kind of flip flop the question. Looking back on the last four and a half years, what's something that you didn't do that you wish you did do? To me, this one's really clear and it's still four years later, like a never ending struggle is I would have put a lot more energy into learning about things like t taxes, accounting, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. the financial part of it. That's funny because my answer is kind of similar, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Like not, not that we, not that it's been a real problem, but you have no idea, one, how much time and energy that takes. And sure, you can outsource it to someone, but again, if you're doing a really lean startup, you're gonna do that stuff because it costs a lot of money to have someone else to do it right. and you have time to do it. But it is the hardest stuff to figure out. You can read all the checklists you want online, but every week you are gonna get a piece of mail saying you need to pay something that you didn't know you had to pay or you forgot to pay. People are gonna come I remember like the first couple of weeks we were there for like some something with like the certificate of occupancy or something. They were like, well, we need to make sure that blah, 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 blah. So some guy comes into the space. He literally spends less than three minutes walking around. They're like, that's $800. I'm like, for some guy to walk into, I think he like looked to see if you have exit signs and you have sprinklers and yeah, that was the extent of it. Some, something like that. And yeah. I was like, excuse me, come again? And then, so yeah, just like knowing what all those little expenses are and knowing how to uh, do a lot of the legwork yeah some of them. and you think you have an idea on it but you have no idea so if i had gone back i i would have called arlington county from <laughs> the beginning and asked for a meeting or asked for a phone call and then just asked for how do i set up all the things i need to set up and I just would have done a lot more research because it's, it, it, and it's still... It's very confusing, but whenever you call and talk to people at Arlington County, they're super helpful and they're really nice, but it's just, you're kind of, like, it feels like you're trying to keep your head above water, figuring out all these small details that we've just never had to deal with before. But when you call, they're very nice and they're very helpful, but it just becomes a lot of work. And it's still hap it's still happening like yeah. they're we're getting stuff four years later for something that from like 2017 2017 that we didn't fill out that we didn't fill out because we didn't know we needed to fill out and no yeah. one no one just sends you like the paperwork and says hey hey fill this, this out. is your first quarter of business fill this out no one does that like yeah. you have to be proactive and find the stuff that you need to pay and how to pay it and file stuff so if i had gone back i would have either dug deep and deep and deep and had Arlington County walk me through as much as possible, or I would have found someone if I would have taken money that we spent on marketing stuff and spent put it, more towards put business it, put it towards like a financial coach yes. that would have walked us through, especially the tax. Stuff. And I think the specifics of where your business is like, yeah, so, DC is totally yeah, different. So than we Arlington. have a business in Arlington, Virginia, and then we have a business in DC and then there's also things that are confusing in terms of like employees because our business in Arlington has employees that live in Maryland and Virginia and DC and our business in DC has employees that live in different states. So there's just a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And that, so that, and we've like talked about this before, 
But if you don't have that stuff figured out from square one, at some point during the year or during the week or during the day, you are going to be scrambling and panicking to try to figure out what to do because you feel like you messed up so badly that yeah. you need to figure out. It becomes how. very stressful. And when you're when you're in a again a startup business and you're trying to do everything, to have to stop and spend a lot of energy on something that you didn't see being a giant part of your business. Like when we started, I did not think trying to figure out how to be a small business accountant would be anywhere part of, any part of my yeah of my role and yet it consumes such a, a huge part of, of it yeah. and it consumes an even bigger part when you don't know what you're doing yes so i and i think it becomes even larger in our case of having two separate uh, you know the gyms in two separate locations yeah. that yeah. becomes like a whole added layer because 100%. what we do for dc is different than what we do for arlington so it's not body mass gym it's body mass arlington body mass dc it becomes two separate things yeah so, so that would be my what i would have spent way more time mm -hmm. and energy and money on because i think in the long run if you figure out that system you're in a way better spot and you yeah. can direct your energy towards the more productive things yeah what about you similar um but a little bit more on the employee standpoint so chris and i our background obviously is in training and we're like okay we're building a training company and a training business therefore we need to hire trainers to come in and um so that our business can grow so in my mind a, a trainer coming in translates to a client coming in and paying money therefore it translates to profit so in my mind i had this very linear view of if we want to make a larger profit we need to have more trainers therefore we need to um hire, that, that's what we need to focus on when we're hiring is hiring trainers when in reality almost like what you said we would have been much better off if we hired somebody or put our efforts energy money towards somebody who can do the things that we can't do and you and I focused on training until yeah. we got to a point where we could uh, build up enough with the training to hire more trainers. But we spent so much of our time and energy trying to figure out how to do this stuff that we weren't very good at. And, you know, honestly, it wasn't until Megan started working at Body Mass in late 2017 and she was able to take on a lot of like, just like the organizational business management yeah. side, which you don't see that is helping you become profitable, especially like when you're a small, poor business at the start. Um, you don't see that, but that was a huge thing. And more recently, we've had Mariah uh, working to do more of the marketing stuff. So instead of, you know, me and Chris sitting there trying to figure out how we make things on Instagram and things on YouTube, hiring the people to do that. So Chris and I can then focus our energies on, you know, maybe we train more because we had we've freed up our time a little bit yeah i think that's especially true in like a service business where as much as we are the owners of the business we're also a giant part of the product and the product yes and at the beginning we were the product so i think most people that start a business start a business because they want to be the product or or run the service right not because not the they, other stuff not because they want to be a small a, business accountant like yeah yeah and that's like you said is you know and i think 
my question or the last question you asked is, well, this will kind of turn into part of an answer for it, but like you're, you know, your product and your service way better than everyone else. So you should be on the front lines of that right. from the beginning, yes, I agree. Uh, especially at the start. So if you, like you said, if you need to hire someone, hire someone to do the stuff that you're not good at and takes you away from what you do, what yes. you do well. So yeah, hire, and I think that was almost like a fear I had is because I didn't know who to hire for that role because I didn't know that stuff and I'm very much, I'll figure it out and do it type and, of person. And you, and you, I remember you saying, well, it's not revenue generating, so right. we need revenue, so we need to hire people that make Drive revenue. revenue. Yeah. Where, but where you realize it's really kind of a reverse cycle is by them doing that stuff you frees you up so you can generate revenue. Yes, so, agreed. Yeah, so that would be my answer is hire somebody that does the jobs that you either can't do, don't know how to do, or don't like doing so you can focus on the stuff that is what your skill yes, set is. Yes, I agree. All right. Last question is what is something that you kind of learned like lessons learned over the last four and a half years that you really weren't expecting when you went into small business i i was like thinking about this one when you first brought it up and this is gonna like sound negative but i don't mean it in a negative way but it's that your employees will never want the business to succeed as much as you do. And that's, I don't know, maybe I had like grand illusions f from the beginning like that, you know, it's gonna be like Silicon Valley. Is the phrase grand illusions or grand delusions? Because No, but I think it could be almost either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it sounded good. Yeah, yeah. no, I uh, think it's grand illusions, but, <laughs> but it's almost like grand delusions. Let's see. Um, but either way, like you think, I think it's grand illusion. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. But either way, you, th you think that it's going to be like these movies that you see, like Wolf of Wall Street or something on Silicon Valley or stories you hear that it's like, you know, you do get a startup and then you get these really like gun ho loyal people that also want to be in this, in the startup business and everybody's going to work crazy hours and, and but it's going to turn into this great thing and everybody's going to be like uh, as part of the team for years and years and years and that's just like not how it is especially at the start and i think that's especially true for you because you've never you as a trainer have always management. been an independent right yeah. you've never been in management whereas me coming from a background in management i'm like uh-huh yep i know <laughs> So for me, like that was the unexpected stuff. Yeah, is that you have to work through these and through employees that you know it's just a job for them. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, but it's not their business. It's not their baby. They're and it's not, so hard because for you it is. Yeah, so and they're, like and they're not as invested in it. It's it's just the paycheck or it's just the job. Not that they necessarily like are lazy and don't do it well i i think all of the people we've always hired have been really great have been workers. great yeah, great, great employees and you shouldn't expect them to have the passion and drive that you have and it was like kind of managing those expectations mm -hmm. and figuring out like you know how do you how do you utilize people that maybe aren't like 
18, 18 players. Like they're not the A squad. Like yeah. they they may be good at some things and have some passion for some things and not and not others. But they're still really good employees, and you have to figure out how do I put them in a position to be really successful and benefit the business. And to me, that was like a real wake up call of all right, this isn't just a passion project. This is right. this is what having businesses like and managing people, and that was like all new to new me. Yeah. And I think we've been pretty good at doing that. And now we have a group of like solid group of like yeah. eighteen awesome. players that. Yeah. That can do everything and are fully invested in it. It only and, took us four years to have that real solid core group. Yeah, I mean that's like that's a wake up call. Is it yeah. doesn't it doesn't happen overnight, and you have to work through bad employees, good employees that leave for whatever reason. You know, people that you hire and you train, and then two weeks later leave, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, or employees that leave and start their own thing, and yeah, you know, that's part of being a business is that. I, or a business owner is that they're employees, they're, they're not co-business owners, yeah. so you can't expect that. So for me, that was like the hardest thing to wrap my head around because I think both of us, even when we, you know, even when we didn't, we worked for someone else, we were fully invested in the business and like it's part of what turned us off from it is right. we didn't feel like that was even reciprocated by the business itself. So going into our own thing, it, it really forced me to kind of change how I look at employees and just think more, leverage them for their strengths and put them in a position to be successful at what they can do well. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And not everybody is going to be, you know, a super a superstar. Yeah, it's definitely something we've gotten better at over the years is kind of finding employees, finding their strength and being able to leverage them for their strengths. Um, and kind of learning that process quicker versus kind of dragging it out and then then kind of having people focus on certain tasks. Yeah, and I think it's made employees happier. And it's also, like you said, it's turned people into 18 players because they get to focus on what they do well. Yes, exactly. So how about you? Is it similar? Um, I guess it's a little bit similar, but it's, I guess it, well, I guess it's kind of about employees. But I wasn't, you know, the phrase where people say, oh, it's just business. And I was like, oh, that'll never be us. Like, you know, people say like, oh, it's just business when there's bridges that are burned or people like stab you in the back. Oh, it's just business. It's just business. And I never really thought that that would be part of what we did because going into this, our whole goal was to be, um, you know, to create something that's the opposite of what we've experienced. And you know, we have always said with body mass, we want like nice people that work hard and we've always had nice people that work hard, but inevitably over the years, there've been times where there's been different relationships with friends, um, that have, you know, friends and business relationships that have changed and have, you know, ended friendships and changed things. And I guess the phrase of it's just business is actually real or you know, I never, I never thought I, that it would be real. Maybe it's not. It's just business. It's because you mix business and friendship doesn't mean that they run like hand in hand. Like, you I, mean like you can't be operating in a business world and be friends? No, I think you can, but I think you're gonna realize at some point that 
sometimes you business overrides friendship. business overrides friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Or 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 maybe not it. overrides it, but sometimes you have to do things for your business that isn't the best thing for your friendship, if that makes Yeah. And I think it's easy to view things from feeling like you're on the receiving end and maybe somewhere along the lines we've been the ones that have done the doing. I, I just don't, I don't know any of those sure. scenarios, but there's a couple of scenarios where we've been on the receiving end of something where you think, okay, well, you know, we're friends and we're business partners in some capacity and you're really going to treat me like this. And I think that's what has um, really caught me off guard because, um, I don't know, I just thought, you know, we're nice people, we're doing good things, we're building good relationships with people, why would we get stabbed in the back? And I don't know, sometimes that happens. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate side effect of mixing business yeah. and friendship. And I think now, you know, when things happen after you've been established a little longer and you have more... Um, you know, confidence or you're a little bit more solid on your feet. It's not emotional as much as I otherwise would have thought it would have been. If we had started out in business and somebody had said this is going to happen, I would have thought it would have been much more emotional than it turns out to be even as somebody on the receiving end. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes makes sense. It just kind of is what it is and you you have to just move on from it like any other relationship kind of business relationship yeah. is but like friendships or other relationships is you know things don't always work out all peaches and cream the way you think they might and maybe i had a naive approach going into it thinking like no we're we're we just people. want we're that going, happen, yeah. yeah that's not going to happen with us and we're going to be really open and caring and whatever um but it does so yeah i think that's what really has you know i was never expecting that to be the case and I love you, right? <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like you learn that there's hard lessons with business. And a lot of that stuff is not just stuff that people talk about. Like they talk right. about all the positive things or, or dramatic big things. It's not your day-to-day stuff that's really challenging like that. Like your relationships with people or other businesses. You're, you know, dealing with the parts of the business that you're not good at. It, you know, that's the stuff that's the grind to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like, I think the stuff that separates someone from just being like a online brand or saying you're, you're a brand or a CEO. I hate that. Chris always said like, it's so funny because, you know, people will start doing boot camps outdoors or something and call it like, I'm the CEO of Chris Peterson Fitness. They're like, you, Chris Peterson, teach a boot camp outside. What do you mean you're the CEO of Chris yeah, don't, Peterson don't, Fitness? You're not a CEO until a board names your CEO. And don't say you're an entrepreneur or business owner until you've had to go through like that type of day-to-day stuff. If you haven't messed up tax stuff, if you haven't had to fire an employee, if you haven't had to cover things because If you haven't had a risk that you're going to lose all your money potentially. Yeah, like that, that's the hard stuff about business, being a business owner. So it really just like bugs me when people are like, they're doing online programming or something like that. And they're like, I'm CEO. Like, Chris used to say that I'm going to get, that he's going to get business cards. It says like Chris Peterson, janitor of body mask. Cause he's like, that's what I spend most of my time doing. I'm like cleaning, moving around stuff yeah and i think that's part of being a business owner and you learn a lot of really 
good lessons. You may lose some hard, learn some hard ones as well. But that's like, I think being on the front lines and doing that stuff and messing stuff up and going through hard stuff is what helps you form a better business. And, and I'm and I'm glad we had to do all that. I'm glad we messed stuff up because it yeah, really... it makes you kind of have to rethink, revamp, take a better approach, and do things better. Yeah, so I I wouldn't trade any of it for anything, but it's definitely ah uh, <laughs> the, uh, the lessons learned. Maybe right? the tax stuff. I would trade that. I'm not. Gonna I would lie. definitely trade the tax stuff, especially if you guys are ever around me when we're around the time of trying to do our taxes. I'm a frantic hot mess. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, hopefully that gave you guys a little bit more insight into kind of some of our lessons learned over the years in business. So just kind of recap things that we did that we wish we didn't. Mine was spending way too much money on Yelp advertising and Chris's was spending uh, too much of a focus on kind of like the branding side of things. Um, things that we didn't do that we wish we had done is hire people to help us with the things that we suck at. Yep. So <laughs> things like taxes, things like uh, marketing, mm, hiring employees. So that I don't want to contradict myself because I don't want to hire something like Yelp for marketing, but hiring employees yeah, that can help yeah. us do the tasks that we're not good at so we can focus on the stuff we are good at. Um, and, you know, kind of lessons learned along the way is, uh, more, I guess, the relationship side and how to develop people, both employees and kind of business partnerships and relationships. So hopefully that was insight insightful for you guys, especially as you guys maybe are thinking about starting your own business or operating in your own world as an employee somewhere, you know, hopefully it gives you a little bit more insight. So yeah, I think the day-to-day of stuff and challenges that come with something. Yeah, but... Like Chris said, we want to trade it for the world. So we love Body Mass. We love the podcast. We love all of you guys. Um, again, be sure if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, follow us at Beyond Body Mass. We kind of post recaps of all the episodes up there. Um, and we'd love to hear your guys' feedback. We love when you have stuff to share with us. So um, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.